Welcome to the University of the Free State Career Services Podcast, where we talk to experts about the ins and outs of jobs and share tips that will give you a grip on your future career. I'm Belinda Janneke and today with me in the studio, I've got Dr. Cindy Greiling. How are you, Cindy? Well, and you? Always good. I have so many questions. When I read your short biography, there are too many things. So I, of course, know you as the specialist in communication. However, the first part of your biography says you have completed six degrees in humanities and natural sciences. Please elaborate. (laughs) The first one was when I was still very confused and all over. It was just a BA degree with communication science subject. But it was just a plain BA degree. And then I did a honors in psychology, a postgraduate diploma in disaster management. That's the natural sciences part. A master's degree in communication science, a master's degree in creative writing, and a PhD in disaster management. That's so all over. It, it does sound like all over. <laughs> However, I, I know that there was method behind the madness. So how did that happen for you? I think there are two kinds of people. There are some people who know what they want to be right from the start. You know, they go to school and they say, I want to be a policeman or a doctor or a lawyer or a nurse. They're so clear on what they want to become one day. And then everything that they do shapes them for that role. That's their only interest. They're so focused and um, I'm not like that. And sometimes I'm envious about that, but I'm part of the other people. I think I arrived um, as a student and maybe to life as this shapeless lump. And as I studied and as I worked, things that didn't fit or didn't belong or that I wasn't good at, which was a lot of things, just got chiseled away. And then I was shaped in that way. So I think that's what happened. I, I didn't really know what to study and even after I finished my first degree, I, I didn't really even know what communication science was. It was interesting, and I loved learning about um, advertising and branding, but I, uh, what do you do? What do you mm-hmm. become? And um, then obviously to understand communication better, it's good to understand psychology. And, and then I've always had an inclination to, to nature, natural things, and, and I try to live lightly. It's it's hard, but I, I try to do my part and, and recycle. And, and I'm concerned about nature and the brutality that we impose upon it. But then I wanted to understand why we do it. And that pushed me into disaster management. In disaster management, I actually focused on communication. And I realized that people aren't most ignorant most of the time. They just don't understand. Um, Mm. It's not communicated properly. So I started specializing in communication and disaster management. And how do we talk so that people listen and understand? So that is how my messy career from, I I always joke and I say, well, I don't know if I really progressed from a student to a professional. I don't think, (laughs) I don't think, I, I calculated it the other day. Um, I spent 14 years in tertiary education and, I, and 12 years at school. So that's, something's not right. Yeah, yeah. 
So I don't think, I think I'll always be a student trying to be a professional. Mm. Yeah, I think I've been in a similar boat as well. Um, I also studied humanities. Also liking the, the communication and the creative part of it. And that's probably why you also did creative writing, um, because you just like to tell the, those stories. Mm. And the more I gained work experience, the more I've also figured out what I don't want, but I still didn't necessarily have the answer for what it is that I want. What what makes you, I think you are brilliant because I Thank will give you, you like, and I, I just need a video for something. And literally the next day you have the concept with me and it's new, it's fresh, nothing is a repeat. How, how is that possible? I think I must answer this question a little bit philosophical. I think it is my approach to work. So um, there's a lot of talk about work-life balance, and I hear now people talk about life-work balance. So, you know, pushing work to the outskirts and further and further away. My approach is completely different. I believe in work-life integration. So my life and my work's not separate at all. I don't have work hours. I don't have play hours. It's mixed. It's all mixed together. I try to be available during office hours for clients, but that's not, I, I don't work according to that rhythm. So I think that helps me to always have fresh ideas because I'd be working and then my mind would wander and I'd let it. Um, I'd let it go where it wants to. I'll get up, I'll go for a walk, I'll do whatever needs to be done. And often I get my good ideas not sitting behind my desk, behind a screen, waiting for them to happen. It's, it's while I'm living. So I think that, that helps me because ideas are everywhere. You yeah. just really have to see them. I think because I integrate my life and my work, I can get ideas from going to the store and buying bread because I don't think that I'm now not working. It's all integrated. So what I found very interesting also is you currently having your own business. You are a consultant, whatever they want to put the phrase or the name on top of that, a communication specialist. So you have never, ever been full-time in employment. Never. No. You probably don't even have a CV. Because why would you need one? (laughs) Except for maybe a portfolio, right, of what you have done. I had to make one for a client um, who needed to submit it. So I do have one, yeah, but I've, okay. never, I've never been, I've never been full-time employed. Um, and does that stress you out? Or did you just, because you started immediately as somebody who's not full-time in, in employment, doing your own thing, and you just got used to it? I don't know any better. So, you know, in the 20 plus years that I've been doing this, I've, I've never been without an income, um, although I start at zero at the beginning of every month, you might say. But I do have some contracts that are a little bit longer. Those ones are nice. But I also try not to have too many of it, maybe one or two. Um, I've had clients for 20 years, so, but not on retainer. Um, they just use me uh, when projects do come up. To be honest, it might stress me out more if I have to be somewhere every morning at 8 o'clock and mm-hmm. ask for permission to do everything. I think I think that would kill my passion and my ideas. Just for me, some people need routine. I don't want to bash corporate and, and um, you know, uh, the traditional office job. For some people, it works very well. 
but not for me. Um, I did it. I, I love this um, Gretchen Rubin. She's very into, or she studies happiness, and she's got the this test, um, the four four tendencies that you can do and understand a lot about your tendency to 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 communication and life in general. And I I did the test, and I was so sure one of the outcomes is an upholder. I was so sure that I was an upholder. Because I do what I need to do, you know, I make deadlines and I knew that I was that actually. It, it felt silly to take the test and, and you know, I did the test and um, the results came and I was a rebel. <laughs> and my first reaction was, no, I'm not. <laughs> Typical rebel. <laughs> in, in that moment, I realized, oh, I am. <laughs> if I needed confirmation, yeah. I, I just got it. I, I am. So I understand uh, myself a lot better, and that's, um, in other words, I don't like to be told what to do, not by other people and not even by myself. I don't do what I tell myself, which is kind of odd, but um, I think it will make me unhappy or it will mm. be hard for me. I'm not saying that I won't do it, but um, as long as I, as long as I'm able to do what I'm doing and and it and it works. I'm. I feel. I feel very grateful. Yeah, there are many things that might concern people, but stuff like, say, for example, I want to buy something that's a little bit over my budget, or I need the money for it. I kind of just get more work. Yeah. Charge a little bit more. Upsell stuff for clients that they didn't know they want, and then I have the money. Yeah. Whereas if you have a salary, that's hard. Mm. You need to borrow money or ask for a raise, and that's not always not easy. get it, <laughs> not get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I think each has its own pros and cons. This just work for me. What whatever they call it, solopreneur, freelancer, work for yourself. I'm not sure. There are so many labels, but. Yeah. It it really works for me, um, and I you know, I get a lot of work-life integration satisfaction. So now you have your own business. You have this routine set up for yourself. But who taught you anything about business? How did you figure that out? <laughs> have I? <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's actually the question. <laughs> um, you know, uh, that's probably one thing that I am sorry that I didn't do sooner. Do a course or a LinkedIn or a, you know, just, it didn't, it didn't have to be another degree, but just do a basic course in business practices because I didn't know. Mm. And, um, my husband is a, a very good businessman and what I know, I learned from him, you know, setting up a business, registering your company, um, having a kind of a cash flow, knowing how much money to have in the bank, um, know how how much to charge, what your value is. These are these are, are difficult questions that I think would have been easier for me if I'd done a little business course earlier in my life. But yeah, and and you are also currently doing um, coaching, right? Yes. But with a focus on communication, yeah. communication coaching. So that actually grew out of me just doing, being a communication consultant that I realized that that people, most problems institutionally, personally, in business, 
boils down to people don't really understand how to communicate. So, yeah, I, I have some people who, who own businesses um, that I coach in communication, um, marketing communication, how to market their businesses because, you know, they've studied an MBA or, yeah. or, you know, business accounting and, and they don't necessarily understand the intricacies of communication. So um, that was just a need that arose from my actual, me actually doing the work. I realized, but if I can teach people to do it, they can do it themselves. That's basically what I do when I do coaching is I train people to communicate better and and do it themselves. Do you have like a Pinterest board? I don't know, a YouTube channel? How how do you start to gather all this information as well to give this kind of feedback? To, to, to I mean, you have now identified a need starting the coaching part of your business as well. But how do you st- how do you get all that information or how do you even stay upskilled and reskilled your, your, yourself in this industry? I think I'm just so curious. I listen to podcasts permanently. I read a lot. You know, like when I go for a walk, when I drive, when I do the dishes, when I vacuum. <laughs> I listen to podcasts all the time. I don't always hear everything, but I've come to a point where I decided the important things will stick, I hope. I may miss some um, nuggets, golden nuggets, but so I, I, I listen, I read, I, um, you know, I'm, I'm just drawn to, to new developments. I think, well, I was definitely one of the first of my followers to join Threads. So, you know, I just, um, I'm excited. Um, I'm not scared by new communication trends like um, artificial intelligence. These are all tools that we can just use to, to communicate better. And is there something that you can foresee that's going to happen maybe in the next year? Like Threads was now, a, a, of course, a, a big hit. No, I don't think anybody saw that coming. No. But is there something else that you can see that's, that's going to happen in the next year regarding communication and that people need to be aware of? Yeah, I think, I don't know, in the next year, but in the future, personalized communication um, will really uh, set you apart. So we, we used to automated responses in emails, in email lists, and, you know, celebrities not actually running their own social media, big companies just sending mass communication out. And I think if you, if you can find a way to personalize communication, that will become, I don't know if it will be a thing, boutique communication, yeah. <laughs> you know, if something like that, where um, I had a friend who he has passed, he, uh, a blind guy, um, he was a muso, musician. I um, learned so much from him. And he used to say, and I never really understood it, but I started to understand it now, he hated listening to CDs. Children, that a CD is a round disc thing yeah. that we used to listen music <laughs> Yeah, on. just to get our listeners up to date what a CD is. <laughs> so he hated to listen to music recorded in a studio um, on CDs. Now, it would be iTunes today. And he said, because he cannot hear the humans. I said, oh, uh, explain that to me. He said, whenever he went to a concert, there was always someone who played one note a little bit too late yeah. or someone who coughed or someone who moved on their chair. He could hear because he's blind. He could never see them, yeah. but he could hear 
the humans and that was so precious to to him so and I think we try to be so perfect but we forget that those little niggles is actually what makes us feel like oh here's another human yeah um and so I think communication will also follow that route that it's at some point it will just be too perfect and you'd want to speak to a human Mm. You'd want to read a text from a human with a spelling error in, and you'd <laughs> want to hear someone talk with making grammatical faux pas and, you know, stumbling over their words. You, yeah. You'd want that. So I think people need to um, not automate everything or communication. Yeah, and I think uh, some of the companies um, will maybe see personalized emails, for instance, as just, hi, Belinda, um, you know, but then the rest of it is in any case copy no, and pasted. Yeah. But yeah, but I hear what you're saying. And I mean, it's it's really, we, we sometimes refer to the younger generation as the generation who wants it, but it's actually us. It's just this generation that we live in, yeah. this time that we are living in. Because I also, the moment when somebody's just like, hi, Belinda, and then I, the rest is there, I'm like, you know, whatever, delete. But if it's like, hi, Belinda, I see that you only went two times to the gym this week. <laughs> um, you know, then it's like, oh, goodness, somebody's watching me, you know, and then you actually yeah. want to react on it. Yeah, so that makes completely sense. Cindy, if somebody is listening now and they would like to do something similar to what you are doing, consulting work, freelancing, what is the best way for them to prepare themselves? This is something that I formulated uh, way too late for me to try out. <laughs> but but I guess I came to this solution by trial and error. So if someone comes to me that wants to develop a personal brand or just, you know, want to communicate something, I always resort back to, you know, that what, why, when, why, where, those questions. But I've developed a um, like an acronym – story. I use the word story. So what you do if you want to develop a personal brand or work for yourself, the S stands for scan. So you scan yourself properly, your strengths, your weaknesses. Um, We spend quite a lot of time on that. So you really need to understand yourself very well. And then the T in story, because, uh, sorry, I use the word story because we all have a story to tell, whether it's a personal brand, a career, or just something that you want to communicate. Then the T stands for tools, where you have to look at what tools do you have what and what tools do you need. Um, and then the O stands for offer. You really need to understand what are you offering. A lot of people here are very confused and they don't know what they want to sell. Mm. Um, and you have to be extremely clear about that. Um, you must be able to say that in one word. What are you, what are you offering people? Um, and then... Then the R stands for reason, where you have to find the reason why you are offering this and why would someone want it. Yeah. You can't, that makes no sense to sell something that nobody wants or provide a service that nobody wants. And then the Y is my favorite in in the acronym story. It stands for yes. And this is also where a lot of people, you know, stop. You have to then, after you've done all the hard work, you have to say yes to the opportunities that come your way. Mm. And you have to show up and you have to look for opportunities. And that's also a very exciting part for me. So, yeah, if you can, you need to do story. You need to know your story. So scan yourself, know what tools you have, know what you want to offer, understand your reason for offering it and what um, for people wanting it. And then, yes, show up. Show yeah. up for opportunities. 
I love that. And on that note, also a book that I've read uh, that really speaks to this is Shonda Rhimes, uh, her book on the year of yes, where she also had to take a year where she decided she's just going to say yes to everything that happens that that year. Um, and to experience that and to learn from all the opportunities that came with that. I think that's brilliant. That's lovely. Giving me ideas now. Yes. <laughs> so it is now time for our fire questions. Are you ready? I am. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Sweet or salty? Salty. Remote or on-site? Mm. Remote. Every morning I make my bed. My favorite word is? Changes, but currently it is green. But you've got to say it in Afrikaans. Groen. 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 It's like a full body <laughs> workout yes. for your mouth. <laughs> Love it. Cindy, thank you so much for being with us in the studio today. I've learned quite a lot from you. Um, always great to talk to you and just be inspired by you. So thank you so much for your time. Thanks, Belinda. That's it for now. Listen to all our episodes to make sure that you get into the fast lane of career success.